Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Magazine and sponsored by Steer. Broadcasting from the Oilfield Expert Studios. Oilfield Experts, where you get the right products right now. In the Oil Patch is where, together, we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bellotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. And welcome to In the Oil Patch radio show. I'm your host, Kim Bellotto, and today we have another great show lined up for you. We actually will be joined by our own resident energy expert and editor of Shell Magazine, David Blackman. And he's here to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of oil, of course, because there's so much that uh, is happening. It's kind of hard to uh, understand everything that's happening with oil and gas. And so he'll be here to kind of break things down for us as well as talking about our upcoming state of energy happening in beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas on August 29th. It's a luncheon that you don't want to miss. But first, I do want to talk to you about our latest issue of Shell Magazine. I am definitely impressed with this issue. Shell Magazine had the opportunity to catch up with the CEO of Oasis Petroleum Inc., Tommy News. I encourage you to go to shellmag.com, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com, and learn about Oasis Petroleum and Tommy News. Speaking of Shell Magazine, I want to talk to you about our fourth annual State of Energy Luncheon happening on August 29th in beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas. Come on down to Corpus Christi, enjoy a little bit of the sea breeze, and learn a lot about oil and gas. Um, We are currently right now looking for sponsors and of course ticket sales uh, are going. It will be a sold out event so if you're interested in coming to Corpus Christi on August 29th and being a part of Shell Magazine's State of Energy and learning all about what's going on in the Corpus Christi area as well as the Permian Basin area, I encourage you to visit shellmag.com that's S-H-A-L-E mag.com to uh, learn more and of course purchase tickets to attend be sure to join us the night before on august 28th at 6 30 p.m at the beautiful omni hotel in corpus christi texas so we will enjoy an amazing networking mixer with plenty of drinks and delicious hors d'oeuvres on hand will be suncoast resources and marathon oil so come join us on August 28th at 6.30 p.m. at the beautiful Omni Hotel in Corpus Christi. For more information, go to shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com slash S-O-E. Be sure to bring plenty of business cards, and I look forward to seeing you there. You know, our show airs in all markets in Texas, uh, primarily in Houston and Austin, San Antonio, Permian Basin area, Corpus Christi. And there's a nonprofit out there called Future of the Region of South Texas. It actually is covering 47 counties in South Texas that they look at what is in the best interest for South Texas in areas of transportation, water, oil and gas, border issues, you name it. And this year, their conference will be held in Laredo on September 12th at the Texas A&M International University Student Center. I encourage you, if you want to be involved, if you're living in South Texas, this is a conference for you. Um, And I truly hope that you will get involved. If you um, want to make a difference in where you're living, this is the conference for you to attend. But for more information, visit 
futureregionstx.org. And I hope to see you there. And now it's time for us to bring on our resident energy expert and editor of Shell Magazine, David Blackman. David, welcome to the show. Hey, it's another beautiful day in Texas. I couldn't agree with you more. Super hot, but at least... Super hot. At least uh, it's manageable as far as the heat. It's not as hot as like Las Vegas. I mean, that's pretty hot out there (laughs) (laughs) because we just got back from there. But um, I want to jump in because there was a big announcement that came uh, out of the Permian Basin last week when Diamondback Energy announced that it had acquired Energen's acreage and production to the tune of $9.2 billion. Now, that makes then Diamondback one of the biggest producers in the Permian Basin, doesn't it? Sure does, yeah. You know, it makes Diamondback, uh, which has only existed for a handful of years now, I'm not sure exactly how many, but five or six years, I think. Uh, now it's a $30 billion market cap company. I mean, it's it's wow. grown to become a very big producer. It's focused almost ex- exclusively in the Permian Basin. It has a very strong management team. Uh, uh, it's partially private equity owned, partially public. Um, and a really just a really good operator out there in the Permian Basin. So now they're one of the probably five biggest uh, leaseholders out there and, and one of the five biggest producers in the biggest, hottest play area in the country. Um, Energen is an interesting company, you know, that had originated as a power generation company over in the southeast. Uh, they, they have a lot of power generation in Alabama, I think, and maybe Mississippi and I know Tennessee. Uh, and they kind of evolved into uh, a, a pretty sizable upstream operation over the years. And now they're contracting back down into more of a, of a power generation company uh, again. And so they uh, were offered a very attractive package for their acreage and production out there in the permits. Uh, it amounts to like uh, $65,000 an acre, one of the most expensive uh, acquisitions in the Permian in recent years. and um, so it's, it's the biggest deal we've seen in, in a while now, uh, probably this year for sure, uh, in Texas. And uh, it, it, the other interesting part about this is, is uh, Diamondback had just done a $1.2 billion acquisition a couple of weeks before that. So they've grown by $10.4 billion worth of acquisitions in, in a period of a couple of weeks, which is pretty, pretty extraordinary. Yes, they're serious about energy, right? Who are some of the other competitors that are out there? Well, Pioneer, you know, I think Pioneer is still probably the biggest leaseholder. They have something like 800,000 acres of, of leasehold out there. Um, XTO is very big producer in in the Permian. Speaking of XTO, their president is going to be on Shell Magazine coming up soon, right? Yeah, next issue, actually. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be a very interesting interview and and piece, I think, for everyone to read. Uh, And we just did Parsley Energy uh, three or four issues ago, around the first of the year. They're another big producer out there. Uh, Noble Energy has a pretty big position. You know, it's it's mostly independent producers, but... uh, Oxy's out there as well, and, and Chevron, and so you know it's it's a really strong mix of of some of the preeminent uh, companies in the industry are now in the Permian Basin in a very big way. Yeah, the best of the best. Let me change gears a little bit and 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 areas as well. The Houston Chronicle reported this week that crude oil exports along the Texas Gulf Coast exceeded imports for the very first time. So why is that happening? 
Yeah, that's an amazing story. I, it's just extraordinary what's happened with, with crude oil exports since uh, we got that bill passed in 2015 to repeal that nutty ban uh, that had existed for 40 years. It's a combination of factors. Um, the first being that the United States is producing so much more of its crude oil now that we export substantially less than we were exporting just four or five years ago. Uh, less than or right around 25% of our daily needs now is all we're importing. As recently as 12 years ago, we were importing almost 65% of our daily needs. So that's just because we've in, in, increased domestic production by almost 5 million barrels of crude oil every day in less than a decade. So that's the first piece of it. The second piece of it is uh, we need to export. And we have to export because so much of the new crude oil production is this light, sweet crude uh, that we don't have enough refining capacity for in the United States uh, because many of the refineries were set up, you know, during the 70s and, and 80s to refine this heavy crude that comes in from places like Mexico and Venezuela and Saudi Arabia and the Middle East. And, you know, and we were importing so much of our crude that made sense. Well, it's much less expensive and costly and, and uh, time-consuming to simply export this light crude uh, and continue, you know, rather than trying to retool, you know, just spending billions and billions of dollars to retool these refineries. So that's going to continue to happen. I think this dynamic is just getting started. We're going to continue to have to increase exports over the next several years here from this country as production continues to grow. So it's a net positive for us in that it it's substantially reduces our trade deficit internationally. So that's that's a very positive thing for the whole economy. Very nice. Well, David, we do have to take a quick break. When we return, I want to have a discussion on the Department of Energy, but we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. In the Oil Patch Radio Show is proud to bring you this week's Energy Minute produced by shalemag.com. Here's Texas Railroad Commissioner Ryan Sitton with your current industry update. This is Texas Railroad Commissioner Ryan Sitton with your Energy Minute. The U.S. is processing its crude oil. The EIA announced yesterday that the amount of oil in storage in the United States fell by 5.8 million barrels last week, exceeding analysts' forecast for a 2 million barrel drop. This validated the API estimates that came out Tuesday that stockpiles fell by 5.2 million barrels. In other news, Saudi Arabia is moving away from its plans to list shares of state-owned energy giant Aramco on stock exchanges. It appears that the kingdom's crown prince still wants to take Aramco public at some point in the future, but the IPO is less urgent now that oil prices have rebounded above $70 a barrel, relieving pressure on Saudi finances. WTI rose 76 cents yesterday to close the day at $68.11 cents per barrel. This is Ryan Sitton, and that's your Energy Minute. Listen to In the Oil Patch Radio and keep up with the oil and gas industry online at shalemag.com. From the industry's toughest frack equipment manufacturer comes the latest innovation in frack sand delivery. Introducing Sandforce, the new frack sand delivery system from Dragon. The unique design, double drop gravity fed discharge system is trailer mounted and unloads the standard 25 tons in less than 12 minutes. So go ahead, give yourself an unfair advantage. Put the power of Sandforce to work for you today. Call 800-231-8198. Again, that number is 800-231-8198 or visit dragonsandforce.com. Hi, 
I'm Kim Pilato, host of In the Oil Patch Radio Show and president of Future of the Region South Texas. And I'd like to encourage you to join me on September 12th through the 14th at the Texas A&M International University in Laredo, Texas at the Student Center, where we will be discussing some of the most important regional topics for South Texas. The future of the region includes you. Help support the future of the region by shaping your thoughts with other local experts on innovative solutions to challenging regional issues. Help shape the future of the region by sharing your thoughts with other local experts on innovative solutions to challenging regional issues. We encourage you to join us September 12th through the 14th in beautiful Laredo, Texas at the Texas A&M International University Student Center. To learn more about this amazing organization or to purchase a ticket to attend the event, please visit futureregionstx.org. Again, that's futureregionstx.org. And we're back. Our guest today is David Blackman, who is our resident energy expert and the editor of Shell Magazine. David, before the break, we were talking about what uh, is going on with oil exports exceeding the imports. Uh, however, I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about the Department of Energy. They had ordered the release of 11 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is also known as the SPR, earlier this week. That happened to have landed on the same day that the Trump administration began to re-implement sanctions on Iran. So my question is, is this just a coincidence or is the DOE trying to offset the impacts of the sanction? What's your thoughts? Well, I, you know, I hope that uh, it's probably just a coincidence. I think these uh, releases from, from the SPR uh, are mandated by Congress. Uh, Congress passed a couple of bills in 2016 and 2017. You know how the scoring system works and you have to pay for certain spending items in, in one of these massive budget bills. Well, they decided they're going to you know, help pay for these big spending bills by selling crude oil uh, from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is really dumb and, and you know, negative to national security, but they're but we're doing it anyway. And there's a specific schedule for those releases. And the reality is, 11 million barrels uh, of oil is a is a pinprick compared to what we're about to start losing uh, in terms of supply uh, from Iranian exports. Because as the sanctions kick in, the sanctions actually sanction companies and other countries, penalize them for doing business with Iran. So what we're going to see over the next several months is exports of Iranian crude being taken off the market because people don't want to experience sanctions from the United States. And so, you know, that 11 million barrels is is just a pinprick. And you know, what is it? That's half of the daily U.S. consumption of oil. So it's, it's not going to go very far. So I think it was all just a coincidence. Uh, but it was an interesting one, you know, frankly. And um yeah, we're, we're in a brave new world now with these sanctions, and we'll see how it all works out. Yeah. Well, speaking of, of, of that, so how much oil is Iran going to currently export before the sanctions kick in? Yeah, they've been uh, putting quite a bit of crude. Uh, you know, they uh, before the deal was done during the Obama administration in 2015, uh, this deal that uh, President Obama and several other countries did with Iran, 
they were only able to put about 200 to 300,000 barrels a day onto the market. Uh, but as recently as June, I think it's the last numbers we have, it was over 800,000 barrels per day. So when you think about that, and uh, you're going to take away quite a bit of that production here over the next several months, it probably all won't come off the market, but maybe half of it will. Well, that's going to be a 400,000 barrel a day gap uh, that is going to have to be filled somehow, or we're going to have a shortage of crude oil. It's, now, it's a 100 million barrel a day global market, but still, four, you know, the market is pretty well delicately balanced right now. And you, you take 400,000 barrels a day off the market. Um, yeah, and we also have to think about the fact that Venezuela is continuing to collapse and Libya is only producing about half capacity. And so the hope is, I think, that Saudi Arabia and Russia will be able to increase their production even more to make up the difference. But there is a limit to how much spare capacity those countries have now. And um, and so, I, you know, over the next several months, it's kind of a crapshoot to really know what the price of crude is going to do. Wow, that's going to be very interesting to watch. And you know, we're going to be covering it here. <laughs> yes, we and will. something else I've noticed, by the way, is the rig count keeps going up. But it also is just, it's slowly rising. So what can we expect, I mean, for the rest of the year? Yeah, uh, and that's, you know, that's actually been the dynamic all year. It's been a just a gradual increase. I mean, there's been ups and downs, obviously. There's always going to do. But if you look at it in 30-day chunks, like I like to do, it's a just an almost uninterrupted increase every 30 days, not by a whole lot of rigs. We were in the mid-900s at the start of the year, and now we're a little over we're 1130, 11.35 last time I looked. And so over a period of uh, now almost eight months now, we've gone up about 180 rigs in eight months. So that's about 25 rigs a month. And that's a very healthy thing. We're not seeing, you know, a mad rush by by the domestic industry like we saw in early 2017 to get in there and produce as much as you can and drill the price right back down. This has been a very steady and gradual increase. It's very sustainable. It's smart. It shows the industry is, is proceeding ahead in this higher price environment with caution and just making sure they don't oversupply the market. So it's been a really, really gratifying thing to see after what happened in 2017. So you're expecting that it just maintains the level that it's at right now? Oh, yes. I think I think we'll continue to see it rise through the rest of the year because what's happening is companies are now in the, the second half of the year with their budgets that they you know constructed in April and May and uh, when prices were higher. And so uh, most of these companies were planning on continuing to increase their drilling activity the rest of the year. And unless you have some dramatic fall in prices, that's just going to continue through the rest of this year. We'll see what happens next year after that. Okay. Well, we do have to take a quick break, David. But when we return, I want to talk about our upcoming state of energy in Corpus Christi. But we do have to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. 
Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here. Hey, did you know the Port of Corpus Christi is primed to become the energy port for the United States energy industry? Join us for the State of Energy Luncheon. It's going to be August the 29th from 1130 until 1 p.m. at the Solomon Ortiz Center in Corpus Christi. Come early, network with oil and gas professionals, enjoy a great lunch, hear a real energy discussion from industry professionals. It's August the 29th at 1130 at the Solomon Ortiz Center in Corpus Christi. This event will sell out, so log on now and get your tickets at shalemag.com. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side -side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source side-by-side -side owner study. Oil Field Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oil field equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oil field parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oil Field Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil Field Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is David Blackman, who is our resident energy expert and editor of Shell Magazine. David, I, I want to jump on uh, an event that we are actually producing that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's called State of Energy, and it's scheduled for Wednesday, August 29th. It's a luncheon uh, that will happen at 1130 at the Congressman Solomon P. Ortiz Center in uh, beautiful Corpus Christi. And why I say it's near and dear to my heart is because there is such a lack of understanding on the basic topic of energy. And Corpus Christi is such a huge benefactor to this massive shell production. And I think it was, for me, it's important that this, these citizens understand the benefit of energy and what they're actually getting out of it. So that's yeah. the reason why, you know, we create a state of energy. But, you know, we have some very distinguished and honorable guests that are going to be on the panel, and I want to talk about those with you. You know, um, Blake Farenthal decided not to run kind of abruptly. And they, uh, of course, we had the election and the honorable Michael Cloud uh, won that seat, which is District 27. And it's kind of interesting, uh, that gentleman, what he'll be telling us, because he's so new. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on Michael Cloud? Because isn't he coming out of Victoria or something, correct? Right, yeah, he's, he's out of Victoria. He has uh, Victoria, he has Fort Lavaca in his district. Uh, there's a lot of activity. You know, we talk about the Port of Corpus Christi a lot, and we'll, we'll talk about it some here in a minute. Um, but, you know, there's been a lot of activity and expansion at the Port of Port Lavaca, too. It's become a very busy hub. Um, 
it's, it's so interesting to me when, when you see, and I'm, I'm sure the congressman will be talking about that, and he'll have some some great stories about, you know, getting his feet wet in Congress, which is, which is always an interesting exercise for anyone. Um, and so I'm sure that will be a very, very interesting, and of course, you know, gosh, uh, with everything going on in Washington, there's no shortage of, of topics to discuss in terms of politics and everything that's happening out there. But it's so interesting to me is when we started the Eagle Ford Shell play back in 09, you know, when it got started in earnest, Victoria was just kind of sitting over there in Port Lavaca. You know, they were kind of on the outskirts of things, but not really engaged in it. Corpus Christi, same thing, you know. And to see how it's all evolved as time has gone on and how these larger cities have really gotten involved and their ports have really begun to really benefit economically from all that activity in Eagle Ford and in the Permian Basin, for that matter, in the last few years, has been a really fascinating thing to watch develop. So, he, you know, he's going to be a, a very interesting guy to listen to next week. Well, you're speaking of the Permian Basin. I think there's going to be something very interesting as well with our featured speaker, which is, of course, Sean Strawbridge, who is the new CEO of uh, the Port of Corpus Christi. You know, that port has turned into a powerhouse, you know, just an energy port, uh, just growing that whole area, which is, you know, why we wanted to have it in Corpus Christi. Uh, but I'm hoping that he will have the discussion on how important Permian Basin has has seen the port of Corpus Christi to be and how they're uh, relatively working together, if you will, to bring and produce, uh, you know, oil out of the port of Corpus Christi. I'm sure he will, because the reality for the oil and gas industry is the port of Corpus Christi for our domestic oil and gas producers for the upstream and midstream industry in this country, Port of Corpus Christi is the most vital port we have because over half of all these exports of crude oil from the United States, all this light, sweet crude that needs to go somewhere else to be refined, more than half of it's going out of Corpus Christi. That's a, it's something that I keep emphasizing every time I have a chance, and it's not widely recognized across the country, and, and unfortunately, is not recognized enough in Congress because, Sean, I'm sure we'll talk about it, they continue to have trouble getting Congress to allocate the $94 million its share, the federal government's share, of the cost of deepening and widening this port, which needs to happen so that it can land these gigantic new class of, of, of tankers in there and fully fill them. So anyway, that's going to be uh, extraordinarily interesting talk. I couldn't agree more. I'm looking forward to hearing him. Let's talk about the panelists because you are one of them. Um, but we also have Jeff Doro, who is the vice president of commercial operations for Epic Pipeline, which, of course, they have a pipeline coming into Corpus. And uh, we have the vice president of Halliburton, the southeastern area, uh, Paul Shepard, and then uh, Dr. Tom Tunstall uh, will be talking uh, from the University of Texas in San Antonio about the economics pertaining to petroleum. So that's a very interesting panel. So when we get back from break, I want to get into some of the discussion of uh, these different panelists and your thoughts on what we're going to hear at the State of Energy uh, that will be on August 29th in Corpus Christi. We do have to take a break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio show and we'll be right back from the auto repair shop to the pump jack call us to get the right part right now here's the number so write it down oil filled experts 210-471-1923 
Again, that's 210-471-1923. We're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is David Blackman, the editor of Shell Magazine and our resident energy expert. And David, before the break, I discussed the panel that was coming uh, to talk to Corpus Christi on uh, the state of energy. I want to get your thoughts on, these are some pretty heavy hitters. What do you think we're going to learn from the state of energy? Well, I hope we'll learn a lot. I mean, I suspect we will. I suspect I'll learn a lot, you know, and everyone in the audience will. Um, Hopefully I can hold my own with the rest of these panelists. It's a pretty uh, extraordinary cast of characters here. Epic Pipeline, you know, Jeff Doro, the VP of Epic. You know, he's going to have a ton to talk about because it's such an an amazing and exciting time in the midstream industry here in Texas. Uh, As you mentioned before the break, Epic is building a major new line coming out of the Permian, coming down to Corpus Christi to bring hundreds of thousands of barrels of oil out of the Permian, where we right now have a a bottleneck out there uh, because production is ramped up so quickly. Uh, that the pipeline companies have not been able to to build the new capacity necessary to get all that oil out of there. So Epic is one of probably 10 very significant oil and natural gas uh, pipelines, uh, you know, planning to bring product out of the Permian to either Corpus Christi or Houston. And he'll talk about that. I'm sure he will, you know, get questioned and, and, and talk about the impacts of these tariffs. Uh, not just his business, but, you know, on, on steel and aluminum, you know, I mean, my goodness, you can't build a, an oil or gas pipeline without steel. And so to the extent you increase the cost of the steel, uh, you increase the cost of building those pipelines. So, he, you know, he'll talk about uh, the economics of that and how Epic is, is addressing it, and whether or not they think they'll be able to obtain the exemption. You know, there is an exemption process if you can demonstrate that the steel you need for your pipeline cannot be obtained in the United States. All that will be very interesting, and I, there's just uh, an amazing. I'm afraid we'll run out of time before we can get to all the questions about that. And then Paul Shepard, of course, Halliburton, my goodness, uh, the biggest, or I think the second biggest oil field services company on the face of the earth, uh, second to only Schlumberger, and in, engaged in every major basin in the United States, not just uh, the Permian and Eagle Four, but all over the country and all over the world. Uh, Halliburton, of course, is a developer of an extraordinary amount of advancing technology that advances all the time. Uh, there was just an article in Bloomberg actually this week about uh, their efforts to automate uh, the hydraulic fracturing process even more than it already is digitalize the whole process from from cradle to grave, make it that much more efficient. And, and you know, he'll be able to talk about not just that, but uh, Halliburton probably develops five, you know, advances in frac fluids every year. And, and just uh, all the things they do to improve processes, to improve efficiency and to reduce any kinds of emissions in their operations, all going to be extremely interesting. Uh, and Dr. Tunstall, of course, is the expert, I think, uh, uh, on the Eagle Ford shale play, certainly uh, from the time it began. He has been analyzing the economics of, of that and the impacts of that uh, for various audiences, just uh, constantly updating his work once or twice every year. And um, 
he's just a wealth of information, not just on the EO4, but also the Permian region as well, and just generally uh, the industry here in Texas. So uh, it's always great to hear him speak. And you're also on the panel. So what are you planning on covering? Whatever you want me to. No, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> you're covering <laughs> I think, something. I know you are. Yeah, my, my assignment in this group is to talk mainly about uh, mainly about the upstream industry and how it is faring here in, in Texas uh, specifically, but also nationally. Um, and it's, uh, you know, I think people will, will go away feeling pretty good about my, my assessment of things. Uh, cause, uh, right now it's a pretty strong time and stable time in the upstream part of the business. We do have issues, of course, like, you know, I already talked about the bottlenecks, uh, looming out there in the Permian basin and making sure you can get your production to market and get it to a refinery to be refined. Uh, we have an ongoing issue with softness in the natural gas price. But quite honestly, if we had one good cold winter here, uh, you could see the gas price go up maybe 50 cents to a dollar, an MNBTU, which would be a godsend to some of these heavy natural gas producers. Um, but, but overall, you're going to talk about a lot. They're talking about the regulatory environment and everything. So Interesting. Yeah. You know, we have, as of right now, a week to go. And I kid you not, we're already at 40 tables, over 400 people. Wow. And, and and that's actually been the largest state of energy we've had this far because this is our fourth annual. However, looking at Corpus Christi and how they normally respond to our events, the last week is the craziest. So I'm wondering, now that people are really, it's on their radar, they understand this is where you're going to come and you're going to learn what is going to happen or answer your questions or meet somebody like a Paul Shepard, which who gets to meet him, right? Um, this is that that luncheon to come to. So, you know, with that many tables and that many people attending, it's good to know, in my opinion, that the, the citizens of Corpus Christi, the business sector, which, by the way, there's a lot of them in there. And, and I'm going to go over the list when we come back from break, David. But I really think that they get it. Like, they understand the Corpus is being transformed into not a tourist town anymore while by the way it still is and it's beautiful it really is it really is but they've also been able to embrace another gift that's been given to them through the port of corpus christi and that is the energy sector and so i'm really really excited to see so many people lining up to come to this event because they get it they're like we need to know about energy because energy will be our future uh through the port and through all of these companies that are investing billions of dollars out there but with that we do have to take a quick break you are listening to in the patch radio show and we'll be right back From the industry's toughest frack equipment manufacturer comes the latest innovation in frack sand delivery. Introducing Sandforce, the new frack sand delivery system from Dragon. The unique design, double drop gravity fed discharge system is trailer mounted and unloads the standard 25 tons in less than 12 minutes. So go ahead, give yourself an unfair advantage. Put the power of Sandforce to work for you today. Call 800-231-8198. Again, that number is 800-231-8198 or visit dragonsandforce.com. The vision of the Women's Energy Network is to be the premier organization that educates, attracts, retains, and develops professional women working across the value chain. Also known as WEN, our mission is to develop programs that provide networking opportunities and foster career and leadership development of women who work in the energy industry. 
thousands of women are breaking ground in energy industry careers every year, and 4,000 of them are already members of the Women's Energy Network across our 14 chapters. Members receive exclusive access to mentoring, job boards, group discussions, member-only networking events, expert speaking engagements, and more. Join today by visiting womensenergynetwork.org slash Houston or call 1-855-390-0650. The Women's Energy Network, empowering women in energy. Join us for the State of Energy Luncheon. It's going to be August the 29th from 1130 until 1 p.m. at the Solomon Ortiz Center in Corpus Christi. This event will sell out, so log on now and get your tickets at shalemag.com. Oilfield Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oilfield parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oilfield Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. There is no time like the present to improve the awareness of your brand. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Visit our website, Shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G dot com to learn more. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm Kim, your host. And today we're talking to David Blackman, our resident energy expert and editor of Shell Magazine. David, before the break, we were talking about the state of energy that's happening in Corpus Christi on August 29th, the luncheon that we are producing and some of the panelists and what uh, a person can expect by attending this event. But I have to say, I'm so amazed to see so many great companies attending this event. And so I, I want to list them off because I don't even think that you have seen the list of the people who are coming to listen to you uh, as a panelist, but I want to go through a few of them. Uh, Suncoast Resources, a great partner and ally of Shell Magazine, uh, Chenier Energy, Energy Transfer, Black Mountain, IBC Bank, Porta Corpus Christi, MMR Group, Exxon Mobil. And remember, Exxon Mobil is the one who's building that huge cracker plant out there in, in uh, Portland. Yep. Yep. Uh, Marathon Oil will be there, uh, BBVA Compass. Texas Workforce will be there, Epic Pipeline, Clayburg Bank, Hoses of South Texas, Padre Island Business Association. And why I'm calling them out or saying the names is because you can see they're so diverse. You know, just hear the diversity between banks, energy companies, pipeline companies, because I think they all kind of get that together they're building this economic boom yeah. for Corpus Christi. That's absolutely what's happening. It's an extraordinary thing to watch develop. Delmar College is going to be there. Merrill Lynch, Texas A&M University, Charter Bank, EarthCon consultants are going to be there. Fast Signs, 
San Patricia County, the EDC out there, ConocoPhillips, Air Laquie. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Murphy Oil, the city of Portland, the Omni Hotel. <laughs> I'm just like, it is, it's so great <laughs> to see so many diverse companies coming in because they get it. They get it. Like, energy is important and you need to know so you can, of course, understand and be able to invest properly and know hopefully what's coming down the pike. But I want to quickly switch gears as well and talk about the night before the 29th, we are going to be honoring the Women's Energy Network of South Texas. Um, This is a dynamic nonprofit of women that work in the energy sector, and we wanted to do something special for them. So we decided to do a get to know win mixer the night before on the 28th. The Omni Hotel is our partner in this. And of course, we all know that the Omni Hotel in Corpus Christi is our exclusive hotel partner that they roll out the red carpet for anyone that comes in and mentions Shell Magazine. They get perks, they get all kinds of great stuff. And so we're gonna throw this mixer for these women. Women's Energy Network of South Texas, I'm personally a member of that organization. And I, I want to talk about the importance of women in the energy sector. What are your thoughts on where where do women stand in the in the energy sector? Well, it, it, it gets better all the time. You know, uh, when I've, I've been involved with the industry for over 40 years now in one way or another. Um, and when I started, it, it was a, a man's industry. You know, uh, you didn't have, you know, with, with very rare exceptions, you did not see women in the oil and gas industry in 1979 when I came out of college, went to work for Coastal States in senior management positions. Well, that is that has changed. It hasn't changed quite as n- enough and not, not as quickly as it has in some other industries, but it has definitely changed. Um, the last two companies I worked for in the oil and gas industry, for example, the general counsel, executive vice president, general counsel of those two companies were women and very strong, very strong general counsels, both of them. Uh, We have several now women CEOs, uh, chief executives in in this industry, whereas as recently as five or six years ago, you didn't have any. Um, And so it's been a tough, long road, but groups like WIN, uh, you know, and the work they've done uh, to to get women involved in, in, in energy, and the fact that more and more women are going into engineering and geophysical programs in college uh, and, and other profession, professional, you know, the other professions, the industry uh, hires and employs has just made all the difference in the world. Uh, really, when you get in, in, into the rank and file at most larger oil companies, you have pretty much a 50-50 split between men and women now. It's just taken longer to for women to really become more equal in terms of numbers within those higher senior management ranks. But as time goes on, it just keeps getting better and better and better. And it's, a, it's an extraordinarily important thing for the whole industry. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's why we are excited for this mixer uh, to get to know the Women's Energy Network of South Texas and hopefully grow their membership because it's important. Texas has so much energy here as an industry and they need uh 
employees, they need advocates, they need people involved and engaged. But David, that is all the time we have for this show. Uh, I do look forward to seeing you at the State of Energy next week. And I, I just want to close with the State of Energy will be August 29th. It's a luncheon in Corpus Christi and it'll be held at the Solomon Ortiz Center. And I do encourage you, if you want to learn about oil and gas, please join us at the State of Energy. So for more information, you can go to shalemag.com. Again, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G. Hope to see you there. David, thank you again for being a guest on the show uh, and talking to us about State of Energy. Thank you. Thanks again, David, for being a guest on our show today. And congratulations, because you are the topic of today's trivia question. Hey, email the correct answer to this trivia question to radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. And you'll have a chance to win a $100 gift certificate to Fogo the Chow, an amazing Brazilian steakhouse. Today's trivia question is... On today's show, David Blackman talked about State of Energy happening in Corpus Christi, Texas. What is the date of State of Energy? Remember to email the correct answer to radio at shellmag.com so you can have a chance to win a $100 gift certificate to Fogo de Chao, the Brazilian steakhouse. If you are interested in keeping up with In the Oil Patch Radio Show or the latest issue of Shell Magazine, you can do that. It's free. All you have to do is go to www.shellmag.com. Again, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com and sign up for our free newsletter. That is going to wrap up another great show. We'll see you next week with more exciting news and insightful interviews. Until then, adios. In the Oil Patch is where together we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bilotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.